Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes or so, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's really important for our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But also being in God's Word every day, even for the short period of time, helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, upon a relationship with God. We want to encourage you to share these short studies every day with everybody you can. Help somebody in your life get back into God's Word and maybe even get to heaven. Share with your friends and neighbors and work associates and family members with literally everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to bring to a close our line of of thought and study, talking about another one of those heart problems, and that's gossip. We've gone into this particular Bible subject and really this sinful practice or lifestyle in the part of so many people, we've gone into great detail looking at scripture text after scripture text, talking about how God condemns gossip. Now, again, the word itself is not found as many times as, as, as synonyms or other terms that are used to really talk about that particular sinful practice. So we do see gossip and gossips now and then in the, in the scripture texts, but much more. We see other terms such as, and we've looked at these from the scripture texts themselves, tailbearer, backbiting, whisperings, busybodies, slanderer, all of those we've seen over and over again, and they're all descriptive of that sinful practice of gossiping. Well, we looked at the technical definitions of gossip as Webster defines it, a person who chatters or repeats idle talk and rumors about others. And another uh, definition, discussing personal details of other people's lives, whether rumor or fact, especially when malicious. And I added, also especially when salacious. Oh, sounds juicy, doesn't it? Oh, let me tell you about, tell me more. Yeah, that, that's the way a gossiper responds to something that they hear and that they so desperately want to share with others. They want to carry on the gossip. Or maybe they're the instigator of the gossip because they heard something or they thought about something, they thought they saw something, and now they start to blow it out of proportion, perhaps. They want to carry that tale to somebody else. But again, we've talked about how gossiping is really malicious in that so much of the time it is intended to tear down the image of somebody in the eyes of somebody else. And a lot of times the gossiper is attempting to in, to raise his image in the eyes of the person he's gossiping to about somebody else. And even in some cases, he's trying to drive a wedge between relationships because he wants to be in that relationship himself. And so he wants to drive somebody else out of that relationship by gossiping, by backbiting, by slandering, by carrying tales, and so on. 
Well, we also looked in some depth and detail at James's extensive treatise on the tongue, as I, as I put it, or we could call it that troublesome tongue. And so he talks about how difficult it is to bridle, completely bridle consistently the use of our speech, our tongue. It's not that little organ in our mouth. That's, that's again, that's physical. It's what we use it for, how we speak, the things we say, and so on. And so he keeps talking about that. He uses vivid illustrations as to how powerful the tongue can be. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, James says, also able to bridle the whole body, James 3 and verse 2. And the implication is very difficult to uh, to, uh, to not stumble in word, at least from time to time. But the gossiper, he's continually, or she is continually stumbling in word. And we might say not even stumbling, purposely saying things that are out of line. Once again, we've emphasized that some people would say, well, it's not, it's not gossip if it's true. Yes, even something you say that might be true can be gossip depending on your point and how you're saying it and why you're saying it. Something might be from, from decades ago, and you find out about it, now you're telling it, and you're trying to hurt that person. Why are you doing that? It does not matter that it may, it may have been true or may be true. What is your purpose in it? How are you trying to get it across? Is your purpose to try to hurt that person, tear that person down in the eyes of someone you're gossiping to? See, there you go again. And so James talks about how powerful, now we should understand powerful for good potentially, as well as powerful for potential bad and evil that the use of the tongue can be. If we use it properly, it can, it can generate great good. If we use it improperly, and gossip would be one of those improper ways to use it, it can generate great evil and damage. So the tongue is a little member, James writes, and boasts great things. See how great a forest fire, uh, great a forest, a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. James 3, verses 5 and 6. The devil's the instigator. He's the instigator. In verses 7 and 8, James goes on and says, no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, evil, full of deadly poison. And then he notes the contradiction in the way we use our tongue. He says, with it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude or likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. James 3, verses 9 and 10. And then he makes the comparison. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? And, of course, that's a rhetorical question. Of course not. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? No. Can a grapevine bear figs? Of course not. Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. James 3, verses 11 and 12. Well, so could there be some 
metaphorical applications to salt water and fresh. Fresh water would indicate good speech. Salt water would be abrasive, wouldn't it? We don't want to drink salt water. It tastes bad, and it's bad for us. And that could be, you know, symbolic of evil speech, gossiping, backbiting, tail-bearing, slandering, whispering. A Christian should stand guard against the temptation to use his tongue for evil. Evil speech, speaking in evil ways. Remember, Jesus said in Matthew 15 and verse 19, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. False witness, to some extent, could be understood as one form of gossiping. Well, <clears throat> there is no hiding what we say from God. The Psalm 139 in verse 4 says, For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You know it all together. We need to be careful to not allow ourselves to misuse our tongue or our speech to sin. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. Your love, uh, you love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. Psalm 52, verses 2 through 4. Well, again, it's not the tongue that instigates the evil speech. It's the heart of the person who uses his tongue in such despiteful ways. If people are not, care, are not careful, the destruction that our tongue devises can ultimately end up as that person's own destruction, the one who misused his tongue in those awful ways. Job put it well in his statement of determination to use his tongue righteously. He said, as long as my breath is in me and the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Job 27 verses 3 through 7, or verses 3 and 4 rather. The psalmist gave wise counsel along this time along this line. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Psalm 34, verses 12 and 13. We would do well to pay close attention to these thoughts. And if we do not, with God's help, keep our tongue under proper control, then we could find ourselves having to deal eternally with the consequences as expressed by James in James 1 and verse 26. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Again, it's a matter of the heart, as Jesus pointed out in Matthew 15 and verse 19. He gave a logical analysis of where sin begins, uh, where, where the sins of the tongue, including gossip, originate within the life of the person guilty of such. He said, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? 
For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What does that say about the gossiper? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, Jesus speaking again, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew 12, verses 34 through 37. For a person guilty of gossip, Jesus' words here are chilling. He cuts right to the bottom line, stating that a person's speech is a product of the condition of his heart. And he further states that we will give account for every idle word that we may speak. Perhaps the most sobering from the perspective of a person engaged in gossip is the pronouncement By your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Clearly, gossip is a sin repeatedly condemned by God in his word. A person struggling with gossip would do well to heed God's advice to Israel of old. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Ezekiel 18 and verse 31. Do you have trouble with gossip? You need to put it away. And how do you put it away? Get into God's word and be dedicated to God consistently, obediently. What does the prophet say there? Get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. You've got to make up your mind to change. We'd like to help you. You can contact us at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and we can get together that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. You can write to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Let's pray. Father, help us to be the faithful followers of you that you want us to be. Help us to abstain from gossip and not listen to it when people try to draw us in with it and through it. Help us to be people who glorify you through our conduct, including the way we speak. Help us to have pure hearts, Father. We pray. Please, we pray at this time, Father. Forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.